You are listening to The Age of Transitions. I'm your host, Aaron Franz, coming at you live this Sunday night, May 7th, 2023, live every Sunday night from the facilities of Ocelli.com, 10 p.m. to midnight, first hour, Age of Transitions, second hour, Uncle of the Podcast. Thank you for listening live or in podcast form. Again, the Ocelli Radio Network is at Ocelli.com. Do think about donating to Chuck and the network to keep that going. My website is theageoftransitions.com. You'll find the podcast there and my other stuff. Lots of ways to support the show there have Revolve, Man's Scientific Rise to Godhood. My book in ebook or uh, paperback formats are available on Revolve. So thank you for purchasing those. Have a Patreon campaign. Also have t-shirts for the Age of Transitions and Uncle the Podcast, as well as affiliate links to bookshop.org. You're ever buying books, thinking about do remember to just go to theageoftransitions.com, click through the links to bookshop.org, and then it'll just kick back a little my way, a way to support the show while you're buying books. And then if you're thinking about starting a podcast, if you use Libsyn as your podcast hosting service, uh, you can get two months for free if you use promo code FRONZ. Again, uh, promo code link is available at theageoftransitions.com. We are live once again, and as always, you may call into the show tonight it's 319-527-5016, or you could use Skype. Uh, if you use Skype, type a message to Chuck. You can find him at charles.ocelli on Skype. And again, type him a message. He'll bring you on the show with Skype, charles.ocelli, or call 319-527-5016. Tonight is a special episode of The Age of Transitions because, once again, we have a guest. This is a guest uh, that I know personally, somebody I know and have worked with uh, in the past. It's been a long time, uh, just kind of reconnected recently through Twitter and uh, good to get back a hold of him and be talking to him again. Uh, we worked on the blog uh, Trans Alchemy. I'm sure some listeners remember Trans Alchemy, us working on that. We were collaborators on that and we did videos, we did uh, blog posts, we, we did a number of things. We actually went to the 2009 Singularity Summit together and did, uh, conducted interviews and videos, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, here with me tonight, my guest is Particle Ion. Hello. Hey, Aaron. Great to hear you. Yeah, great it's to have. It's been a minute. Yeah, I, I thought about it. It's been like over a decade, I think, which is crazy. Yes, yes. It's been a while. We were th- that's how far ahead we were when it comes to all these things. It was so it was so niche, and now it's like okay, well, we're starting to arrive to the uh, some of the topics that we were discussing. Yeah, yeah, it is videos and everything. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you just give listeners a synopsis of what Trans Alchemy was, or and maybe what it still is? Because I know you still use the name. Yeah. Um, I, the last year, I, I stopped blogging on it. Uh, I was doing uh, mostly art into it. Um, and, but what we used to do, we used to, we used to just blog about uh, all kinds of different topics. I mean, at the time, you, you know, you just create different topics to to discuss and different issues that we would see there arising. You know, we would talk about structured dis- uh, unemployment. 
which now people are more like, okay, this is actually a real thing. But we were talking about how AI is going to slowly be taking our jobs um, as it arose, uh, even more more esoteric things like post-genderism and um, things like artificial wombs, things that still mm-hmm. are not in, in the public mainstream consciousness because they don't really see those things coming down the pipeline. Right now it's all just AI. But um, AI leads to a lot of these other very deeply philosophical questions and because it gives a rise to a lot of different technologies. Yeah, I think you and I clicked too because of the esoteric stuff, really, because uh, there's that connection between the high-tech converging technologies and occult concepts, um, esoteric religion, things like this. And, and you were very much aware of that. And, and I was interested in that too. And, um, it was kind of, uh, I mean, we, we did do videos about that too, didn't we? Yeah. 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 Uh, like I said, we, we made a lot of really interesting stuff and it, it, I, I look back on it and it's like, I don't make videos anymore. I don't, I just focus on just, making AIR and I just recently got back into uh, writing about uh, some of the issues mm-hmm. but when I look back at some of those videos they were really like really far out stuff yeah I'm proud I'm proud when I look back on that man I really am when when I if I dredge those things back up I look I'm like man these were these were good we did a good job on this and then when I think about uh, stories like going to the singularity summit that was crazy that was uh I mean that was a, that was a life experience right there. I mean, wouldn't you say that was something else? It was, and and we were actually at that time we were getting we were getting funded by the audience. I know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a portion of the trip was paid through through donations. Oh, that's right. So yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We got some real big donations come in that helped uh, help our just exploration of it. And, and again, we, it's not like we were pushing any kind of like, um, nothing like the stuff I'm seeing now. Uh, yeah. We were just being very critical about like the ethical implications and how there was nothing really to protest against. But now, mm-hmm. oh, now I, there's actually protest against. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I know that you've... <laughs> <laughs> you've been, uh, I mean, you're still out there. You're still posting things. I know you've had a bit of uh, interesting things happen recently. Well, why, why don't you just tell the story about um, y- your latest, uh, what is it? Is it run-in with protesters? I'm not even exactly sure what it is, so describe it for me as well. Well, I got into, um, you know, into AIR, which it's it's less than a year old in terms of like some of the biggest services, uh, Mid Journey and Stable Diffu- Stable Diffusion, but in January that's when I got started. I mm-hmm. got uh, got introduced to Mid Journey and I started making a whole bunch of AI art. And then I'm not I I wasn't aware that I'm not going to get into names because I I don't want to or anything in particular, fair, but what, I'm, fair enough. what I was starting to see is that uh, a lot of artists, traditional artists, were really coming out uh, against uh, the services that Midjourney and other uh, uh, <clears throat> other companies are providing because their argument is this. 
the current version of of AI art, what it does, it takes all the images that uh, it scans through images on the internet, and then it uses that as like reference points to know what to draw. Like, kind of, the way they describe it, you know, the way we learn, it's like when if you want to draw a line, right? You look at hundreds and hundreds of images of lines, and then you can <laughs> then you can close your eyes and be like, okay, I know how to draw a line because I've seen so many pictures of them. So. That's a very brief way of uh, describing what it does, but they have to feed all these images into the machine, into Mm -hmm. the neural network, for it to have a reference point. So the artists, their argument, which is very valid, and and, I no point disagree with them, is that AIR infringes on their past catalog of work by creating not necessarily exact duplicates of their stuff, but iterations using mm. its like memory of what it has seen to draw more stuff. But some of them feel like, oh, all of it shouldn't be uh, banned because it's all infringement on artists, living artists and stuff. Sure. Yeah, this, this, it's like an intellectual... There is no legalities on it. It's it's an intellectual property thing. It's similar to like when musicians sample other mm-hmm. songs, then you know you have to pay royalties. There gets to be a legal issue there because it's like, oh, you're using my work in part. So it's similar to that, at least for sure. Yeah, and I noticed that some of the artists that I personally like, that I've liked for many many years, are was starting to really voice their the anti-position against all these services. So I decided to write one particular artist a letter, uh, which, by the way, I also had ChatGPT edit for me. But I state this. The one thing I like to do is is I like to, to be upfront whenever I use any of these AI uh, programs. Sure. You know, I, I, I specifically specify this article is edited with ChatGPT or this image is drawn with Midjourney. But there's no confusion about where this stuff comes from. Yeah. So I, I write this artist in a letter saying, you know, I sympathize and, uh, with them and I, I fully understand the issue, but, uh, you know, the, the way forward needs to be collaborative. It can't just be, it can't just be you against all AI art because AI art is not something that's going to go away. It's not something that it can be completely banned. So, you know, it was like a, an, uh, I was reaching out empathetically with this artist. And then, of course, this artist did not take it that way. They felt like I was trying to be, um, trying to tell them that there was no point in their protest against it. And I'm still mm-hmm. going to do what I'm doing. And everyone should do what, and that wasn't my message at all. But, of course, this artist is, you know, really, really big artist, which has, thousands and thousands of followers and next you know i was just being spammed left and right of how oh if i really wanted to support them i should not i should not be using these tools and and what is hilarious Mm. about the situation is as i'm being spammed all this even some of it was really negative and some of it was just foul um i'm being spammed i'm making uh i'm making images of them protesting with mid-journey i'm posting them (laughs) <laughs> so, so it's like I'm trying to, um, I was trying to be like actively showing what I can do with the tool uh, sure. by showing the situation live. Sure. 
that didn't go well either. None of it did. Yeah. I mean, but again, I understand. Yeah, it's it's understandable. I mean, if did uh, there was no example of you making an art piece that ended up did did the AI program end up using elements of this artist's work in uh, an AI no, piece no, that no. you made? It, 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 this is just a conversation you had. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, at no point was I purposefully uh, instructing the machine to make a particular work of art that I knew that they had made. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was none of that. It was just from their perspective that these tools are taking employment from them. And they argued they, they feel the same way. I mean, it's happening right now with the, with the Writers Guild. They're, mm-hmm. they're also making the same argument. Uh, they're saying, you know, ChatGPT has scanned all of their works and now it's making, you know, it's able to make iterative uh, content based on mm-hmm. stuff that they already they already made. So yeah. for them not to be paid um, paid fully for their services or to be hired less because more um, more and more people are going towards using these services, it's not fair for them. So they don't feel like oh they they should these tools should be allowed in their industry, which is absolutely not even going to remotely happen. I understand the argument, but you're you're not going to stop companies from using these tools. I don't think that that's the path forward. I don't know what the path forward is, but an all right ban, I don't see that being on the table. Yeah, sure. So the the Chat GPT and the LLM uh, issue has been raised specifically with the Writers Guild strike. That that's one of their uh, contentions. I, I know the other ones that they're. They're um, basically being. Uh, yeah. They've been turned into like gig workers, and they don't want that. They want salary or like a, a decent, uh, at least steady uh, job, which they're not getting anymore. But but the AI the AI LLM uh, issue is part of it too. They brought that up. Yes, they they brought that up. As okay. Part of it also because okay, companies are gonna be shifting towards. Well, the way I see companies shift, instead of um, necessarily replacing all human workers, which you can't right now because these, not these, these LLMs are not intelligent enough to just be completely automated, no. but there, people are going to be losing their jobs to people that are using AI. So you could take one person using AI, produce as much work as maybe three or four people. So three or four people lost their jobs to one person using the Mm-hmm. Using the LLM. I mean, yeah, the AI tools are just such good aggregators. I mean, it's, it's yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot going on here. There's um, there's definitely no way that uh, it's going to be stopped in terms of being used as a tool. To see how it's going to get used in the future is going to be something fascinating. And I, I mean, part of the issue that the writers are facing now is just um, just the way that the working world has been for quite a while, even without the AI question. Like, almost every industry, people are, like, having to work more, get paid less. The gig economy thing, yeah, that's a lot of work has been shifted to that. So there's so much there. And this kind of this gets to, like, my big issue with 
AI systems and converging technologies and, and all of this is that they're coming into an ecosystem, a society in which we already have these social and economic problems, these inequalities. Like there's, there's so much, uh, you could come from so many angles and we've got problems everywhere. And then you enter into the equation, <laughs> these powerful systems, again, whether they're aggregating information, images, artwork, text, uh, whatever they're doing, they're expediting the process of whatever industry we're talking about. Uh, but, but they're also, I don't see how they're going to be used for anything other than expediting the process that is the bulk of the population being disenfranchised more. So, you know, I mean, I, I understand. Uh, so protesters, like, I'm definitely on their side, generally speaking, because, you know, that's where things are going. However, it's it's a tough situation because uh, the genie is out of the bottle. So now this is something we all have to contend with. Yes, yes. Um, it's not it's not an easy way forward. I mean, no one wants to be unemployed, especially from a machine that's able to uh, do your job faster and cheaper. Um, but, I, I mean, somehow we're going to have to adapt. Yeah. And yeah. how that is, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not just writers and, and artists. I mean, another industry that could be potentially upended, which um, not, not much of us really think that that was going to be possible would, would be actors. Um, mm. I'm already seeing tools that are starting to generate video. Mm-hmm. And there's talks, you know, there's very futurist talks of in the future that we can get fully AI-generated movies. I don't mm. particularly see why we will not end up in such a future. Yeah. Um, but my issue is with that is far greater than just, oh, the actors are not going to have their million-dollar jobs anymore. <laughs> have other <laughs> higher concerns than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's it's crazy because any time you start digging into this subject matter, I mean, really, your imagination is the limit. And I, I think the the big issue now is that people are just beginning to understand that reality. It's like, Oh, we we are bringing about these ridiculous tools that can do so many things that were science fiction in the past. Now it's here. What does that mean when those things are at our disposal? Uh, you know, like the, the the landscape changes forever. And, and yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, the movies. The deep fake technology is already here. And they're talking about like making legislation about deep fakes and what do we do about images and also um, uh, sounds like voices can be emulated now in a deep fake uh, with deep fake yeah, technology. The music industry is already being hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's already been a claim of copyright because someone produced this, uh, this Drake and the Weekend song. Mm-hmm. It actually caught fire on the internet and. And people are like, you know, well, this can, this is now a possibility. And some, some artists are embracing it. Uh, I saw that Grimes stated that she would share royalties with anyone that generates uh, um, a song with her voice. So she's giving public permission for other people yes. to make songs with her voice. 
that's but that's not of course not uh th- that point is real feel like that. yeah yeah that that to me is fascinating i think that's kind of pointing out uh the direction that things to me are likely to head it's like that same intellectual property sphere um where okay it's her voice um she she it's her original voice that's being emulated right by a machine it's being copied by a machine so it's not actually her but it's her voice being mimicked by a machine and so it's so good that she would be the intellectual property owner and she's the owner of herself this also gets into how you, yeah how you, your voice and your identity your digital identity is the property of you right and it, oh man there's so many ways you could go with like uh you know online celebrity and all this people could be just like making content tailor made to themselves with the stuff that is already like you know whatever brand it happens to be uh or or you know an artist that's well known or or what have you then it just comes down to if you can be the intellectual property owner of you know whether it's yourself your voice or a brand or you know say you're Disney you own Star Wars franchise you own a franchise like that then that's kind of like the capitalist way to look at it right like well who owns the digital capital that is intellectual property, you know, and that would be like the business model moving forward is you have to own these different pieces of intangible property. In the beginning, yes, uh, it's going to be, you know, a lot of companies trying to make their their own brand of content as cheap as possible using these tools. Uh, but like some people have suggested, it's, the dangers that arise from this is our, our ability to, to synthesize someone else's voice and, and use that for nefarious reasons. Like mm-hmm. imagine being getting a phone call from your daughter or your son or anyone, and they're you know they sound in distress, but it's actually a scammer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean things yeah. like that so, do need. So, we need to think about that, and laws need to be passed about that, especially things that cause real harm like that needs to have some sort of legal precedent no doubt yeah it's 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 going to be weird um (laughs) like the long term what i feel i'm not i want to say that fear it's just one of the strangest things that that is very possible to emerge is our inability to trust anything we see on any screen television computer we we will reach a fundamental point that Gen- AI-generated content will be so realistic that we cannot distinguish it from reality. Mm. When that occurs, how do we verify that this particular news event is even real? How do we verify that the images we were seeing from this forest fire are real? How do we verify anything? Not yeah. through not through the computer. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a whole new form of cognitive dissonance that, like, certain passes anything we've ever known before like how can you know what to believe how can you even summon the urge to care about anything at that point like it's it's going to create a real existential and psychological crisis that i don't know i mean we're already dealing with plenty of that and i think the internet and its its current 
incarnation and iteration. I think we're already seeing a bit of that, that that psychological breakdown, that not knowing what to believe, you know, that meta quality, the metaverse, right? Who uh, Zuckerberg Mm -hmm. was hoping he could like, you know, just dump money into it and like create it himself. But I, what, I want to get your opinion on the metaverse actually there is because I think the metaverse is going to be an emergent thing, right? And you could argue that it's here already and that there's different versions of it or whatever, but certainly like the Zuckerberg thing is laughable. What's your thought on metaverse or metaverses? Well, first of all, do you, um, do you own a virtual reality headset? No, no, I don't. Or played any virtual reality games? I, you know what, well, I, I, no, no, I need to, I would like to, but I haven't. Okay, well, I'm an early adopter with uh, tech like that, so I, I, I went and bought the Oculus um, 2 when it first came out, and even though I, I'm an technological enthusiast, it's not something that ultimately grabbed my attention, and I still tried again with buying an actual headset, and again, it's not something that, uh, it's not something, it's not a device. It's not in its form that we can, we want to use. Um, the technology, when you're in it, it's really immersive. Um, the PlayStation VR 2 just came out this year, and they're, talk, they're saying, I haven't personally used it, but from the, my friends that have it, they're telling me that it's the best VR experience they've ever had. Mm. But again, it's still, it's still not in the mass adoption level. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of different uh, barriers to it. First and foremost is the cost. Mm-hmm. So the cost needs to drastically come down before there's mass adoption. Um, there's also rumors, beyond rumors, that uh, Apple is entering the VR game before the end of this year. It is very likely that in June they're going to be showing off their, their version of the metaverse. And Based on what that looks like and the price, we'll see. Um, we're going to see a more clear direction of where that's going to go. Um, again, it, I, it is. I, I feel like it is an incremental piece to the whole puzzle, but it just hasn't taken off yet. Yeah. At least not the way they wanted it to. No, no. Well, exactly, not the way they want it to. And I think it's it's just not gonna. The whole Zuckerberg approach, I don't see that working. I don't think it even worked for him with the Facebook thing. He just like ended up, you know, with something that uh, worked out. But it wasn't because, again, it was like this huge like research project that they had this grand conclusion in mind, right? It just ended up that way. Seems like the nature of technology, kind of, at least it is. Yeah, there's still a lot of uh, potential for it. And some of the things I'm seeing now is really interesting. I'm seeing people being able to to automatically change the wallpaper on mm. on, on the walls and change furniture uh, instantly with you know with using AI thing, kind of like a text to to VR generators where you yes. type in I want a chair. And then the chair will disappear. Um, yeah. Again, these technologies are in, in infancy to where we are eventually headed towards. Yes. Um, the full dream of VR would be something that's fully integrated without the use of any kind of tech, almost like internally. 
Yes. But we're yeah, not in that far end transhumanist future just yet. No, no. It seems like, I mean, that stuff seems like a foregone conclusion to me. It's just a matter of the tech coming at the right time and being introduced and then, you know, in a form that works. So I, I really do think the virtual slash augmented reality thing is going to be a huge aspect of all of, you know, the transhuman vision or whatever. I, that, honestly, I think that's like one of the first like big things that will happen in terms of the masses living out a transhuman existence. I think it's going to be this virtual world. And I kind of argue that we're already there, but it's just, you know, this crappy version that is... It's a 2D virtual world. Yeah, it's it's pathetic. It's like it's social media. It's kind of fun to, like, look at social media and, like, step out of it. Like, like understand what it is, use it, get, get your head around that. But then step back... And look forward to what's coming. Again, we don't know what it's going to be exactly, but we can get a sense of it and just see how kind of like rinky dink things are now and, and like the silliness of the conversations and the stuff that people will fall for. But as we're saying, it's going to be more and more difficult. It's going to be quite possibly easier to fall for anything <laughs> in the near future, too. Yeah, so that's yeah. uh, it's crazy. Um, the current version of social media, I mean, for as much as you love it or hate it, it's not fully AI enabled. And and what I mean by that is that it's not, you don't have um, language models built straight into it. You don't have image generators built straight into it. You don't have uh, an actual intelligence processing. You you do to a certain point, but not to not with the newer stuff. And that is coming. You you already have uh, Facebook coming out and saying that they're they're going to be introducing AI to billions of people. So it's they're going to put in most likely some text generators in, into into Facebook. And Elon Musk has announced that he uh starting an AI company and he owns Twitter. So mm-hmm. where's the biggest supply of data for these to train these models? Twitter. Mm-hmm. So and, and I can see Twitter and all social media being radically different in in less than two years from now mm-hmm. because with these technologies emerging. Uh, one of them being, I don't know how you, we're going to distinguish what is real and what is not on them. You know what's, you know what's interesting? Yeah, you, just, the, you, just, you just made me think about how, you know, Elon Musk has, has strolled into town and he bought up Twitter and everybody's all up in arms like, Twitter is just dead now. It's never going to be the same. This idiot's at the helm. Like, and not that I don't agree that he's an idiot and like it's changing and probably for the worse, but isn't, it strikes me that that's the whole point. Like, look, yeah, he's coming in and yeah, things are changing, but if you expected Twitter just to stay as it was forever, that seems like a full sort of concept, right? Well, since he's, since he's bought Twitter, um, there's been a lot of significant changes on the platform. And unlike any other platform, there's one thing he is doing right, and that's being able to let the community verify what is truth. The man seems to be very bent on wanting to be the ultimate source of truth, which, again, it's, it's not particularly a good thing, but <laughs> he does fight against things that, are, that he openly says, oh, this is wrong, this is right. 
and he wants to create, he's open and he's spoken about wanting to create an AI system that is able to distinguish what is truth, yes. whatever that means. Yeah, but but isn't this part of the same problem? Like, truth is whatever the rich guy that owns this thing says it is, right? Is it, and I don't know, just to me it seems like how are we not headed that way? <laughs> Truth is whatever the AI is going to want us to be to think is true. Yeah, but then yeah, exactly. But who owns the AI too? Because uh, the question is: Is it a narrow AI that actually? Is it a narrow AI that's just a tool for running? Uh, in this case, Twitter is is Twitter now automated via this machine learning system, and it's made the operation and Not it's made yet, things good, but. It'd be good for Musk because he can he can he can can all the people that aren't the yes men that he's looking for, and you know you can have like two employees for the whole company. The rest of it is just AI run, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things that you mentioned uh, previously is that it is these systems because they're not fully AGI and they're not really completely able to distinguish reality. Uh, what is true and what is false, and they're still a tool, it gives them power, uh, enormous power that they did not have, mm-hmm. um, which, again, enables them to uh, be able to better control what people are seeing and and or thinking on big, large social networks. Uh, e- even though social network is regulated, I don't think it's, as regulated as it will be with an AI mm. system that can read every single tweet, that mm. can read every single post, and be like, okay, this is everything I have inside the, the network, and be able to pull data around and shift people's mindsets, that is a very scary future. Uh, yeah. We aren't there quite yet, but in, in a scenario like that, when, when a single company has a, a system like that, it would be better for that system to be more more autonomous in the yeah. sense of being actually aware that, hey, I shouldn't do that because it's bad, regardless of what the company wants. Mm-hmm. See, right now, the, 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 these AIs serve the, the company. They don't have desires of their own. And this might be a good thing, but this is also a bad thing because they're fully controlled. Yes, but this is not going to be the case forever. Uh, so wait, are are you are you talking about AGI? Is that what you're getting at here? Is that and and if so, what? Yeah. Why don't we get into the AGI thing right now? What's what is your take on artificial general intelligence? Is it something that's definitely going to happen? Is it definitely going to happen soon? Is it not going to happen at all? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Well, the way I've thought about this, and even though we don't know for sure if such a thing is capable, if you make a system intelligent enough, we can reach a point where, from our perspective, no matter what questions we ask it, it would seem like it is conscious or it would seem like it's had human level understanding but at the same time it could just be that it's just so complex beyond our inability to test whether it's actually conscious or not 
Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's going to matter in terms of that the the, the debate about whether it's conscious or not. It's just <laughs> going to be so ridiculously smarter than us that it's irrelevant, which it doesn't matter because we can't tell. Yes. Like we're talking to a box, but mm-hmm. behind that box is just something that we don't fully understand and but it's able to respond to us, whether it's conscious or not, in a way that we can't tell if, if it's a person behind that box or not. We, can, we will most certainly reach that, whether you want to call that AGI or not, I don't know. But we will certainly reach a point where it becomes indistinguishable from talking to another real human being. I mean, it's already happened with the chatbots and that Blake Lemoyne story, along with several other similar stories. There were all these different chatbots that people were talking to, and the people chatting with them got the sense that uh, the chatbot was sentient. That's what Blake Lemoyne believed, the engineer, software engineer at Google. You know, I'm sure you saw that story. So that's already occurred. So that that. That's meant your litmus test, I suppose, for what you were describing is basically what happened in that story. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple more things that that need to um, happen. But one thing that I think we should touch up on is that these current systems are not fully designed by us to do the things that they are doing. We, you know, we created the architecture, but mm-hmm. what uh, what is happening is all immersion property. The, the the best way to describe it, the way they describe it, is as a black box system. We don't know. We don't fully understand how these immersion properties are happening. We just fed all this information into a neural network, and then it just woke up. But at no point did did someone sit there and code, you know. Uh, chat gpt to to do be able to do the things that it does yeah and there was um interview with uh, i forget his name but the ceo of google where that he talks about how they started asking it questions in another language which a language they never taught it to learn to know at all hmm. and they started answering in that language hmm. and this is something that it just learned on its own so these okay. things are just coming up, and this is one of the reasons why uh, they feel that it is very dangerous to make models more powerful. Because since we don't, these things just came out of nowhere uh, in terms of their their abilities. If we make an even bigger model, we don't have the scientific knowledge to say, okay, a bigger model is going to give us X, Y, and Z. No, we don't know at all. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like, hey, let's just throw more compute at it. Let's throw more data at it and see what happens. That mm-hmm. is the current state of uh, artificial intelligence on the planet right now, which is the most dangerous version of that, that we could have ever arisen to because no one really knows what's happening. All we do <laughs> is just throw more data at it, throw more compute at it. It's going to get smarter. How smart it gets, we don't know, but it's yeah. going to get smarter. Yeah, and again, it's that it's an intelligence that's lacking consciousness, most likely. And, and I mean, it's impossible to say that, right, with certainty, because we don't even we can't explain what consciousness is to begin with. But I think certainly, like these mm-hmm. things can appear to be conscious, can appear to be sentient, but mo- more likely than not, they're not either. They're just so good at what they do 
at you know troving through huge data sets and and finding the connections it needs to in those data sets repurposing it and remixing it so to speak into you know its own quote unquote original new piece which is you know it's not far off from what we do when we it's, the human creative process isn't much different you could um argue like everybody has inspiration uh, reference uh, that sort of thing the machine's doing that too but yeah it's it's just it's something else it's 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 hard to know <laughs> the agi thing is fascinating because you're you're kind of um pointing out that it almost doesn't matter because even like a sophisticated narrow ai to us it's like what's the difference to us we're just we're interacting with this thing it's interacting back with us so what do we even care is is, is almost like that yeah, it's like we we would not be able to peek into its brain and say with certainty, oh yeah, this thing's alive. No, it, it it's just so intelligent that it's just it doesn't matter at that point. Um, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like the fact that we are approaching this technology, I don't like. Okay, if you think about all the technology that we've ever made in our entire human history. What technology can you point to that emerged without our scientists fully understanding how it emerged? Well, I, you know what? I, I struggle at specific examples. However, I do think that uh, there have been scientific breakthroughs and even like just eureka moments where people realize something that they didn't intend to find, right? Like that's that's what happens in an experiment. You do an experiment and maybe even have like a hypothesis that you're hoping to prove, but you end up finding something completely different and maybe it becomes marketable. You know, maybe we're in the 21st century America here. You've yeah. come up with a marketable idea that you can sell now or a product that you can make based off of your accidental ex- experimentation. Yeah, but anything that we do create, even if it's just like something we discover uh, by accident, we can go back and be like, okay, this is repeatable. This is exactly how it works. We can make documentation. This is everything that's going on in the system. We can take the laws of physics, apply to it, and say, boom, you know, just we can dissect every part of it. We can't here. We can't because a lot of this that's emerging is in this neural network cloud that's just so vast that we can't really poke and prod and see, okay, for certain it thinks this because right here, this piece of code is telling it to think that. No, we yeah. can't point to a single piece of code that says, oh, this is how I learned Spanish. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, it's out of our hands now, sure. And it's, it seems like because it started with uh, these things arose by being trained. You have to train these systems. Now it mm-hmm. seems as though they are training themselves. They've at least started to do that already. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different things going on. And, and one of the things that uh, Max pointed out that he feels like it's, it's not good for us to be doing is teaching it to code mm-hmm. so, so I mean now we're seeing I'm seeing people program with <clears throat> chat GPT to such a level that it's just 
incredible. And it's not fully autonomous, but again, it's only a matter of time before that becomes fully autonomous. And yeah. it can reach a point that the software, okay, all of our machines are at the, at the, at the heart is the software. Well, the software is only as good as the programmers. But what happens when the the software becomes so complex because it's all AI written that we can't look, we can, even if we took all of our coders and pointed them at the software and they can't make heads or tails of it, do we, can we trust that thing? Yeah. If we, if we can look into the software and still not make heads or tails of it, can we trust it? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be used. It's, this has what come is up. at that point? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly a hacking tool, it will be used as that. Any hacker who has any prowess at all, I'm, I'm assuming they're already hard at work using it for such uh, purposes. Yeah. Malicious so, uh, code and all kinds of stuff. But at the same time, the people that are writing anti uh software to to help protect it that's also all software should getting more and more complex because you can have one single coder be more efficient with his time using an ai and again if you're having one coder doing as much code as five coders and then you, you but you don't let go of any of your coders you just put all of your coders doing that much more work the complexity arises mm-hmm. so as complexity arises, our technology also arises with it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is all taking taking place in a weird, nebulous, yes, digital realm, but also intangible, which I find fascinating. That this is all intangible. Computer code, like the different computer languages are languages unto themselves. Their purpose being to create... Mm-hmm computer program software to, to run on the hardware of the computers themselves. So it's just that space alone, you almost have to like philosophically dissect. It's like, okay, what is this space to begin with is hard enough to grapple with. And now we're faced with the fact that this is a space that can be altered and is going to be altered most effectively by these tools that came yeah. along. Yeah, it's like kind of like a consequence of it and, and it it is a, a thinking the thought of a thinking machine it's like bringing that weird like the techno- technology, bring the realm of technology to the intangible to that realm that I, I think I mean, it's an esoteric thing, right? That, that's so everything esoteric has to do with like we're taking in something that we currently understand, and we're we're pushing into the realm of no longer being able to understand it, and and let that be the driving force for our technological boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it just seems so it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just it, it I just feel like we require a level of maturity that. We haven't attained collectively, to be sure. And for me, that's just one of those things. It's like, well, we're not at that point. Will we ever make it to that point? That I mean, any thoughts on that? Of like, is there such a thing as a collective maturity of the human race? Is that like a silly concept to begin with? Any thoughts on that? Um. Well, 
just intelligence in general, I feel it, it, it seems to be a, a driving force for the progression of, of every single species on this planet. Uh, every single thing that we've done has always been uh, building upon greater and greater intelligence. Um, you know, our current, that we, when you look at the landscape of society, it's, it's built on the knowledge that we've gained from the past and the technologies that we built from the past. So what what we're about to head into, it seems like an accelerated version of that. Uh, and are we ready to be given these new new technologies? Probably not, uh, because it's, it, it could be <laughs> it could be coming at us faster than we are able to understand it. And ultimately, ultimately, this is where you reach the. the the famous Kurzweilian singularity point where our technology just supersedes our understanding. And because it supersedes our understanding, we can't no longer say what the future is. It just becomes like a big potential thing. We cannot say for certainty what even the world will look like after X amount of years because we would have such vastly different technology that we wouldn't even currently in our current mind selves know how to use. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but whether we like it or not, this is where we are, right? Isn't that the main point? Like, this is where we are. We have to deal with it. And so, I mean, I guess that's the interesting thing about being around now. Um, Yeah, it's... It's going to be um, it's going to be very challenging uh, in terms of being able to adapt to, to so much rapid change. And people might think, oh, it's just it's just right now. It's just for the writers, just making art. No, it's not just doing these things, and that's all that's going to be doing. These are just again baby steps that build upon upon other steps that bring us these really incredible technologies that. Are, have been on the horizon, but we just have not quite gotten there. Um, but once we do, we can unleash so much potential. Notice I just say potential because that potential can go in a positive or a negative route. Mm-hmm. But we release all that potential. When we release that potential, it becomes transformative to our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what all the apprehension and really the people being so mad at each other, I, I believe, has at least something, if not everything, to do with just this realization that everybody knows we're on the precipice of this thing. And people be quick to like want to say it's like the end of the world, it's like some sort of biblical thing or whatever. But certainly we can tell that uh, this is really out of our hands we don't know what to do about that, but we realize we have to do something, and, and so it is that we're uh, there's just so much frustration, right? Yeah, it is definitely the end of the world as we know it, and some people could take that into very extremist routes. Um, mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't go that way, but it will. It, I mean, I think. It will take 
a great threat, a great existential threat to to people's livelihoods for them to to rebel to such a point of total unrest. And these technology have that potential, but people don't see it as existential just yet. Even though it is an existential tech, mm-hmm. people don't fully see it as as one. Yeah, they don't see it yet, but I think they feel it. I think they feel it, and I think it's those feelings that bring about so much, uh, again, unrest and confusion. People are confused now, and, and, and nobody can keep up with this. Now, experts can't keep up with it. It's too much. It's too much. That's just the na- You have to accept that as the nature of the beast, for sure. It's definitely the nature of all this technology, and that can be quite... Um, yeah. Upsetting. I mean, I can point out to things that I've read um, just within the last couple of weeks that you probably uh, haven't been aware of that feel like, okay, well, what can that give rise to? For instance, they're using AI to be able to to reverse engineer what you're thinking, what you what you're looking at, even down to what you dreamt. Uh, so imagine a future where full mind reading tech is, is is open and available. Um, what that future is or what that turns to, and again, I don't want people to feel like, oh, it's going to be uh, negative and I don't want people to feel like biblical ants or I don't want people to feel like there's no there's no positive route forward. Mm-hmm. All the, My ultimate uh, message is that it is going to be more change than we have seen thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, how that manifests is still up in the air. But what is coming is a acceleration of that change in, in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well, I couldn't agree more with that. And we're getting toward the end of the show here. So, I mean, as I thought oh, it would, incredible. it's... Yeah, see, that, that was easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. I didn't I didn't think... I, but at the same time, I knew once we got started, it was just going to... But that flew by yep. really quick. Well, I got good news for you, Particle Ion. If you just don't want this to end, you can stick around. In the next hour, this becomes Uncle the Podcast. It's a different show. It's a comedy show, much even more relaxed than this. Uh, would you want to stick around for that, or do you do you want to get going now? Um, how about we talk again in the future, because I do have to work in the morning, and it's yeah, 11 yeah. o'clock for me over here. Yes, yes. All, not a problem. So we, we not a problem. talk yeah. on a more regular basis and have... Um, have more refined topics if anyone yeah. is interested in us focusing on any one particular thing. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we will be in contact. I'll have you back on the show for sure. Just keep throwing articles and ideas my way, and we'll do more shows in the future. It was great to have you. Great to talk to you again. Um, before this ends, Bye, why Greg. don't you – Yeah, it was, it was great, man. What um, – let people know. I know that you have what at TransAlchemy on Twitter. Uh, what what other stuff do you have online that you can direct people to now? Right now, um, just TransAlchemy on Twitter. Uh, I no longer have a blog, or and I stopped making videos. I'm focused on Twitter 
and I'm going to eventually do something, but right now Twitter is my base. Mm-hmm. So anything I end up doing, I will eventually post it on Twitter. I'm writing on Twitter. I'm making images and art on Twitter. Um, if you look right now on Twitter, I, I made an image for people to call in to ask us questions. So it's all going to be there for now. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah. At Transalchemy Twitter. Yeah. I think it's great to have just kind of like to take a step back and like just, uh, you know, maybe just something like a situation you're in. I think it's, it's great. So I, 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 I'm not going to say I'm envious of you, but I completely understand. And, and it was great to reconnect and yeah, we'll have you back, man. We oh, will. Definitely. We will. Well, we will talk some more as things develop because it's going to constantly be uh, more stuff to talk about. And as people get more and more aware, it's going to want more and more uh, outlets to to listen and discuss. Because I am currently, uh, the route that I want to take, unlike these these people that, that are thinking about trying to petition companies to ban it all, I feel like the only way we can have a positive effect on our future is just to keep talking about our future. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I, that's a really good take. Really appreciate that take absolutely, and agree with it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm at the point where whatever anybody's opinion on this is is fine with me, just as long as they're talking about it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but um but yeah uh, it, it was good to Thanks talk to you me, yeah 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 take take care man go get some sleep and we'll we'll have you back on the on the show in the future take care man great to talk to you okay you guys take care okay Bye. there he, there he goes particle ion uh my old colla- collaborator from trans alchemy um yeah good good to speak with him it's been a long time uh we're we're still live here on the Ocelli Radio Network on this Sunday, May seventh. So if you're listening live, stay tuned for Uncle the broadcast coming up soon. Um, if we talk about brains, it will just be by chance. We very well may. I know this is a topic that's near and dear to Uncle's heart as well. So maybe that will come up, or maybe we maybe it won't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just find out when we get there on Uncle the broadcast. So again, stick around. The Ocelli Radio Network Sunday night schedule uh, every week, 10 p.m. to midnight, as you know. You can't call in, so if you want to call in next hour, it's going to be the same number, 319-527-5016. I have a Twitter. We talked about Twitter so much. My Twitter is at Franzimulation on Twitter. You can find that, uh, find me. My website is theageoftransitions.com. Dot com. Do support the show there. Find the podcast there. Uh, my name is Aaron Franz, and as always, I will leave you by saying, Seeker, seek on. The end of transition. Gold, silver, the stock market. Wall Street Window. Perhaps.
Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. The views expressed by callers, co-hosts, or anyone else who happens to get on the air at Ocelli.com do not necessarily reflect the views of Ocelli.com or Chuck Ocelli. And we are not responsible for any stupidity which might ensue. Thank you. Go ahead, caller. I'm interested in the truth about the JFA assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim, Oswald girlfriend, she knew Ruby and Barry, cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFA assassination? Go to Amazon.com, enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get the results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, <laughs> a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Berry Baker, in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. Advertise on the Age of Transitions. Hello, this is Aaron Franz, host of the Age of Transitions podcast and radio show. Do you like my show? Do you like the Ocelli Radio Network? Do you have a business? Do you have a product, a service that you need to promote? We can join all of your favorite things into one, and you can advertise your product, service, whatever it is you're doing. Maybe you have a blog, online store, you name it. You can be on the Age of Transitions on the Ocelli Radio Network, advertising what you got, and it could be a beautiful thing. For as little as $50 a month, you can buy an ad for your business, podcast, book, or any message you want heard on one or more of the Ocelli.com shows. To find out more, contact ads at Ocelli.com. That's A-D-S at Ocelli.com. Be heard with us. Revelation through conversation. Ocelli. The War State by Michael Swanson explains the great national transformation that took place and put the Kennedy presidency in the context of the times and reveals never-before-published information about the Cuban Missile Crisis. President Kennedy would not have been assassinated if he had been president 200 years ago. His assassination took place in the context of the Cold War and the rise of the national security state. Before World War II, the United States was a continental republic. In the decade that followed, it became an imperial super. Power. Generals such as Curtis LeMay not only wanted to invade Cuba, but knew that there were short-range missiles on the island armed with nuclear warheads that they could not destroy because they were on mobile launchers. Their invasion could have led to a third world war, and they wanted to go to war anyway. The War State by Michael Swanson reveals why and will show you what President Kennedy was up against. For more information, thewarstate.com. You're listening to the Ocelli.com radio network. Nuclear Holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? Something called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of... You know what uranium is, right? Bad things. Things are done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear Holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? I've been brief. Nuclear Holocaust. Nuclear Holocaust. You know what uranium is, right? Something called nuclear weapons and other things, like lots of... You know what uranium is, right? Bad things. 
things have done with uranium, including some bad things. Nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust, nuclear holocaust. Nuclear Do you like history, real history, that you were never taught in schools? Why? The Vietnam War, nuclear bombs and nation building in Southeast Asia by author Mike Swanson with new documentation never seen before that'll open your eyes to events that led up to this. Why? The Vietnam War, nuclear bombs and nation building in Southeast Asia, 1945 through 1961. Get your copy today at Amazon.com. Why? The Vietnam War by author Mike Swanson. U.S. covert operations that are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to Larry-Hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Got to let them know. I'm bringing all shots like the tear rocks up the metal out at the drag show. I'm bringing all shots like the tear rocks up the metal out at the drag show. Warriors met with the world's worst professional provocateur. Hit them like it's 2000 something and back his Mac on tour. He never really wanted me anyway. Alcohol turns me into your enemies. I'm Yosemite Sam with some Hennessy. I used to think that bottle was the remedy. Picked it up once or twice after I let it go, but finally had to let it be. I used to roll with a fat bitch. She would give me a left tip for some literacy. I mean literally, not figuratively. I mean literally. We all want chances, we take 
step with stance But learn to let it go We learn to let it go I think it's okay to have a couple heroes. It's okay if they have flaws. I wouldn't have stayed sober without saying triple zero. I'm talking to Chris Graves on the park. A month later, he's talking to Charlie Robinson on the park. The people he influenced influence me. Or the Junko Jelly. Sorry, I haven't done it yet. I'm gonna give you those beats. But we the people's influence like drops of water in the sea. And it's sad and so plain to see that blatantly the powers that be, they've taken corruption to a Ochilly.com Revelation through conversation. Morning, 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 morning. This is a Mercy Broadcast. Code Red, Code Red, Code Red, here we are. Pick up your iPads, your cell phones, and have me and listen to Uncle the Podcast. Watch out. If you're sitting down for this, or if you're standing up, you better get ready for this, because it's going to hit the air, eardrums. Uncle the Podcast. You're listening to Uncle the Broadcast. My name is Aaron. I'm the nephew-in-law. Here with me is the star of the show, Uncle. Hey, there's my man. 297. Getting close, getting close. We are live on the Ocelli Radio Network, as always, on a Sunday night. Um, and we've got the dramatic lighting going on the video live stream for anybody watching that on our YouTube or our channel. And the number is? <clears throat> the number to call in and join is 319-527-5016. You can use Skype as well. Type a message to Chuck. He's Charles Ocelli. You type him the message. He brings you on in Skype. Or call 319-527-5016. Uncle, we're back. We're on air. Anybody holding Chuck? <clears throat> is is anybody calling? Is holding, anybody calling? holding? Oh, is anybody holding? Oh no, nobody's nobody's on hold just yet. Nope. Oh, okay, I'm just letting know because last week we had two, so that's we what did. I'm asking. We did. That's oh, yeah. a very good question, Uncle. Well, I gotta keep asking that. Keep it up. Keep asking. There's no such thing as a dumb Ooh. question here on Uncle the Broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, it could. Um, There's no such thing. As uh, have you heard? We have just talked about we are having a punish our games back on Saturday evening. So we were doing this. I had just talked about check to talk about it. So whoever's anybody listening or ready to call, join us on Saturday when we'll play our games. Yeah, Uncle's talking about vintage gaming with Uncle. So we, uh, I set up all the podcasting equipment early yesterday, earlier than I usually do. And so we, we got online, we fired up the live stream and we did a episode of vintage gaming with Uncle, which I was glad to do. I've been, we've been meaning to do one of these for a while, Uncle. So it was good to do that. We played some Nintendo games. I got Um, some new games there now. I'm, I'm learning some new games on it. <clears throat> you are. I can tell you. Yeah, what, what I would ask, Uncle, what did you learn from our video game session the other day? What did you learn from that? The kicking and action different kind of fighting. 
the moon and these guys bouncing back and forth, chop, chop, knock, knock, and then hit with the elbow, then hit with the elbow, and then the dang kick, kick. We played I dub- like that one. That one was interesting. To we me. played Double and, Dragon, I think you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's that a fun one, game. That yeah. one, and, and we also played, not in the playoffs of basketball, we played this basketball game right. to get whipped. NBA Jam. I'd yeah, like, I wouldn't jam. mind doing another stream with NBA Jam because I just was getting back into the hang of it. I haven't played it forever. That's a fun game. We could play that one again. We could do a whole stream just playing NBA Jam if we want to. Well, uh, we can do that this coming weekend. If, if well, well, uh, this coming Saturday, uh, past this coming Saturday. The- so no matter what, you're definitely up for the idea of playing more games and doing more gaming streams. That's something yeah, that yeah. you did enjoy. Yeah. Okay, that's something. Cool. I say something different, and everybody is anybody in the crack room. Listen here, you can join us too, crack room people. Listen, crack room. Yeah, join us. It was an impromptu thing. I think I might have put something on the Twitter, but it was just as we like went on air anyway. So we didn't get much live viewers. We didn't get any people joining in the chat room, but that was okay. Like. um if we keep it up, if if we somehow get things yeah. really going, I'm sure we will eventually. I, I I had fun just doing it. I just enjoy like relaxing, playing games, and turning mm-hmm. into a live stream. You know, yeah. so why not? It was cool. Uh, and it's a good time. Yeah. So that's what we were doing. Yep. Vintage gaming mm-hmm. with Uncle. Be keep that on your radar. You're gonna want to follow Uncle's Twitter and YouTube. Um, it's uh, all the links are at uncletepodcast.com to all the social media. But I already got them on my my tube on that the games and all. So whatever ones want to watch it, you can go back and watch it. the episode. It won't be live, but I think it's. I think you might get a kick at watching the non-live version of it because uh, it was cool. And and yeah, the the video is also available on Uncle's Twitter at Uncle Podcast. You can watch. Actually, all the live streams of this show, we're live on Twitter right now with this show, Uncle. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's I'm, cool, I'm just, right? just saying, I'm just saying that if people are listening or want to call in, mm-hmm. that's what we're saying. That's what we're saying since we have no callers yet. That's what we're saying, yeah. Listen up, everybody. Yeah, um, it's something different, Uncle. We've had a lot of callers recently, and we don't tonight. So um, it's like, what do we do? We don't have anybody to talk to. This is, this is something new and different for us, um, at least in recent weeks. Well, usually they pop on my hour. But, you know, you said you had your hour. Had an had a guest. I had a guest. Yeah, yeah. I had a guest on my show. Didn't have any callers, but the guest was my old uh, friend and collaborator on a blog we used to work on. Oh. And we talked about uh, brains. Actually, the whole uh, our whole blog was about brains, Uncle. Uh, cool, huh? Uh, it's about time somebody talking about them. <laughs> need to be. You need a refreshing course <laughs> on your plane. I know. I mean, no one else are we going to talk about? <laughs> Well, we, we, you know, this the Uncle Show is a wide open format. Yeah. Uh, we just we just show up here, and things tend to happen. Sometimes we talk about. Uh, I've been actually, Uncle. I've been kind of having fun coming up with impromptu graphics. Yeah, I've noticed you're playing these things. You see on that? Here. Yeah, you're playing these things on here lately. I've noticed. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of proud with what I've been able to do. My goal is to be able to like on the fly. Be able to do this show 
and make new graphics that pertain to whatever the topic is at hand and sort of like, you know, make our live streams in such manner. When do you want your wife on the one-time show? She was talking to mention it, but I didn't Let's know. bring that up. Yeah, let's bring that up because I don't know uh, if we've actually properly – Thrown that idea around on air, but because I know you want to take a little break of playing with knobs, and yeah. since you know, yeah, our idea is that the show would be uh, guest hosted by my wife. She would fill in the, the way I want it. To the way she wanted to. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. Is you explain. I'd like it if instead of me sitting here on this microphone for an episode, it was my wife here. Now I don't know if it's exactly if we do it, it'll end up that way. I might still be on a microphone. But I'd prefer it if she was just your co-host instead of me on the show. So right. that's that's the idea is have her be the guest co-host. She said she'd do a one. Yeah. She said to do one. So so that's something to look forward to, everybody. We're, we're – Yeah. This know, coming – this coming year. Yeah, yeah. I say this year because that's good. I don't know when she wants to do it. That's, that's why I'm saying that. That's perfect, Uncle. Yeah, because I, I think that sounds about right. Sometime mm-hmm. this year we should be doing that. So I like that. Um, playing around with graphics on that note, uh, where is my – okay, here's the LAX runway. Let me see if I can get this working because, I mean, this is not a new graphic by any stretch of the imagination, but – when is, know, where's the planes? <laughs> yeah, well, when is it not appropriate to see what's happening at LAX at this very moment? But there Nothing it is. Nothing really. Well, Nothing's actually flying. I don't see anything but light bulbs. It's funny to, <laughs> it's funny to say that because you're, you're not wrong, Uncle. Nothing is happening. But then when you look at this, what we perceive as nothing is actually a whole lot. Look at all these little cars. There's like – I can't even count the number of cars passing by on Sepulveda, I believe, is the road here. I don't know. It's one of them. And then you've got a plane taxiing on the runway back there. Who knows how many people are in that? There's little vehicles on the runway, you know, like the service vehicles at the airport, wherever those are. There's a couple of them. There's the the building itself. There's must be tons of people in this building. Isn't it fascinating to kind of like look at this image and realize that there's tons of people living their lives out, scurrying, hurrying, doing so many things, but we glance at it and, and it truly does look like nothing is happening. It's what it looks like. What I you, mean, what do you make of that, Uncle? I mean, here we and you see, somebody was at the airport. They can see all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But being where we're sitting right now and looking, it's like a just light bulbs. Yeah. Light bulbs in, in dark sky. Yeah. That's what it is well, it. For, for what we're looking at. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It says across the Pacific. I want to say you might be able to make out the. Pacific Ocean at the end. Is that what that is? I, I don't that know. That might be. Yeah, that Maybe might be. Maybe that's what that is. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, that looks like a wave. Is no? It, so that is a wave. And that might be. Well. That one right there. Right down center. <laughs> it's back there somewhere. Well, right right there, right there. Whether or not we see it on the live stream, that doesn't even matter that much either Either way because the direction this is pointed, it is off in the distance. We can assure you that the Pacific Ocean is there. This, after all, is El Segundo. So it again. It's on the shore. Like, like a wave. So you see the wave. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's there. That right there. Right there. Look like a wave. There's the wave. See? Putting a, is there a surfer? I don't know. There should Not be. at night. 
But once again, we're live. If you want to call in and tell us something important, we'd like to hear it. You can call 319-527-5016 to join us tonight or any Sunday night on the Ocelli Radio Network. Or Skype Charles.Ocelli. Type him a message. He'll bring you on. I guess, Chuck, I guess, uh, what's his name? He's lit up some money. Um, uh, what's his name? Usually the first one on. Oh, like Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy will call on fairly early. 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 Oh, we usually do. Usually does. Mm-hmm. But very often. Very, very often, often but he, this, is a, this is surprising. We're going but, solo. Yeah. This, this looks like it's solo night. It's a solo night, I think. This is challenging us, Uncle. We have to challenge ourselves to be well, entertaining. We, we have to do some talking. That's why I'm doing this talking right now. If you weren't here on the broadcast, you might not be talking. But since you right. are, you have to be talking. Right. That's the point. That's my point. It's, yeah. I have to talk because, like I said, there's no callers yet. Point taken. So. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't see a whole lot of action in the chat room. I, what's I the chats doing? Well, there's there's, yeah, there's people like listening. That. There's people listening. There's people in the chat coming and going. Uh, it's just uh, they're not, not calling. Oh yeah, it's one of those nights. One of those. I might, nights. I, I might have a dry night. That usually happen. I probably, I would accept. I would accept probably a dry night for one night. Could be for yeah. me, maybe because look at, I was running what two nights, three nights in a row with someone talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now many nights and many nights and and now. I can take it or leave it on this one tonight because of that reason. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. We no, no, to, no, no. We, and maybe people don't want to talk. No. I feel like there's something going on this weekend because, again, we did that video game stream and there was no engagement with that, I can tell you. Like, maybe after the fact people will watch it, but it seems like people have something better to do this you weekend. You know, wait, 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 know. Maybe wait, they wait, do. wait a minute. Uh-oh. What's that? I heard a noise. I think it was a phone ringing, Uncle. I'm pretty sure we have a caller now. Should we go to the call, Uncle? I don't hear. I heard the same thing, but I didn't hear it full. Let's let's. All right, caller, if you're on, you're on here. Hello. Two big joints. What's going on? Uh, I oh. tell you, that boy always gives me the pay up. <laughs> I is. knew. I knew he'd show. He's well, that, that, that's complaining though. So what's happened with you there, Jimmy? Uh, I don't know. Just kind of a, you bet that. Uh, the weather's going to be getting better here for a few days. Thank goodness. So, weather? I don't oh. know. Um, have you heard what we were talking about? We're back on a Saturday night. Um, I mean, the Saturday days... Uh, Playing with the games, video game, video monster. games, monsters. Yeah, my memory of that. You guys did that like in some crazy times of the day or something. When when right. did you guys do that? Yeah, that might be I part said. of the problem too. Oh. We uh, the, this one we did yesterday in uh. the afternoon. We did so. What time in the afternoon was it? It was early afternoon, so that might be a ten. Was it in the morning? Even was it that early, Uncle? 
I think so. If, if you go to the YouTube video, we'll you have, go have to YouTube and there. look at the time slam. I thought it was early afternoon was my, but anyway, maybe was, one, maybe twelve. It, it wasn't prime time. I can tell no, you no, that. no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't prime time. That was our problem, perhaps. That was probably it. Is that an issue, Jimmy? Is that an issue for me? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, like, that I, was, I remember it's like nine, nine in the morning. I was like, well, I'm not gonna get up to watch them play video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what that's what it was. I'm pretty sure that's must have been what it was. It could be it could be an issue. Hey Uncle That's an issue. You ever watch the M T V movie awards? Um Yeah. All right, well, it's, it's on tonight, so I figured I'd, I'd check with you and see if you thought, what, what do you think the best movie of the year was, and what do you think the best... Oh. Yeah, because well, I got a list. The best movie of the year was, we all know who it was. Well, you're going to say Top Gun 2, but what do you think they said That's at it. MTV? Oh, uh, what they're going to say? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what are Thriller one, I know. Thriller yeah. one, good Michael guess. Michael Jackson's thriller. Michael Jackson thriller, maybe. There we go. Yeah. Okay, dig Something this. Scream go. Six was the best movie of the year, according to the MTV Movie Awards. Seems. And it beat uh, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick, though, uh, uh, best performance in a movie. Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise got that. Oh, yeah. How about that, Uncle? I'm surprised that somebody beat him out. That movie is usual because no. Probably they haven't. You know what it is? It's the people that don't go to the movie theater lets them down. Mm. Those well, are the ones voting. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well, they got weird the categories. The ones are voting. The ones are voting. Well, they got weird categories on the MTV Awards. I'm just telling you, it's it's. Oh. They got a uh, best kick-ass cast, best duo, but, best breakthrough performance, best fight, best oh. frightened performance, best kiss. Oh, I. I'm serious. Best. Uh, these are all categories. Uh, best breakthrough performance. Let's see what's it. Best song. Best musical moment. Best musical documentary. Best docu reality show. Best comp- competition series. Mm. Uh, best host. Best reality on screen team. Team. Weird. Weird categories. They're trying to differentiate themselves from the other awards shows. Right. That's what uh, they're doing there, yeah. You see that, Uncle? Yeah, I see what they're coming at. You I see where they're doing. They're trying to get something sort of different in their music area mm-hmm. where others have it playing music. You buying into it, Uncle, or are you, no. you're not on board? But what do you think? They took, mm-hmm. we took them over. If you think about it, just a moment. Mm-hmm. Think about it a minute. Uh-huh. We all took them over. Broadcasting. So, that whole line is took from us. You're saying that video killed the radio stars. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Well, what exactly. do you think they thought the best TV show was this year, Uncle, according to the MTV uh, TV Music, uh, T- TV and Movie Awards? Mm-hmm. You want me to tell you who the, who the uh, nominees were? Yeah, who were the mummies? Okay. Stranger so. Things, The Last of Us, The White Lotus, Wednesday, Wolfpack, Yellow Jackets, and Yellowstone. There's a, I think they're two tied. Wendy's and and the um, Wendy Burger King. No, not Wendy Burger King. 
that windy movie that that I haven't seen yet. Like me a Dave's big single. And and <laughs> and the one I have seen, uh, straining things. Okay, so you think? Well, I'm sorry, Uncle. It's the Last of Us one out of that. The zombie Man. apocalypse thing, yeah. Does what that seem heck? right, Uncle? I haven't even seen the movie. How are they passing that? <laughs> I'm just telling you what it says. What can I do? I don't know what these people are doing. They're not doing they're it. They're not right. doing it properly. Because the right. people are not are watching something, but not what the they're not watching what the people are watching. Watching, right, 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 right. That's what it is. They're and they're voting, the and they're voting yeah. for these oddball uh, things. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's that's an oddballs. Well, let's, let's try this. Who, who do you think you you want to you want to th- figure out the best fight, the best fight yeah. in a uh, in a in a movie or a TV show? Okay, uh, you got Ladybug versus the Wolf in Bullet Train, Gale Weathers versus Ghostface in Scream Six. Uh, <laughs> Vesna versus Eleven in Stranger Things, John Wick versus Everyone in John Wick Chapter Four, and uh, Escape from uh, Narcana Five, Andor. Okay, I don't I don't know that one too well, but who do you think got the best fight? Number two. Two. What you said? Uh, Gail Weathers versus Ghostface. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly who they picked. What I tell you, what oh, I tell you, I get the brain to know what they're talking about. Okay. Uh, now, now, is that Ghostface from Wu Tang? Is that Wu Tang? No, it's about? Ghostface. You know the the villain in Ghost Scream. Face. You know the guy with the the scream. Oh, yeah. that Ghostface. That guy oh, that's in the scream. Right. Yes, <laughs> yes. I I know the scream game. Okay. I know the scream show. Okay. I watched that many times. That right. guy got in a fight, Uncle. Yeah. yeah. That cause that kind of guy in the fight. I would think it would have been that one because they were fighting people, anyway. People wanted to see that. A they long wanted time to coming. see that. That was coming. That's how that won. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll bow That's out after this one. I want to know what Uncle's vote would be on this best kick-ass cast. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, Ant-Man and the Wasp from uh, Quantumania. Uh, let's see, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Outer Banks, Stranger Things, Teen Wolf, the movie. Oh, man, I got to, to, I'd say that uh, the the number three. Number three. Number three is Outer Banks. Is that the one you think, or is it another one? No, it was number two. Number two. Number two. Black Panther. Wakanda. Yeah, Forever. yeah, yeah. That one. Oh, okay, there that's you. one I think. All right, that's not what they picked. They picked Stranger Things. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, I was thinking that that would be, but then I didn't think it was. That's, that's one of your shows, actually. Yeah, I know it was one of my shows, but it, uh, I wouldn't have thought they wanted to pick them. Right. You see how I think? Let's I think let's I try think. this one. This is a totally weird category. Last one, last one. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go through unless Uncle wants to do more. Best mm-hmm. competition series, okay? So you got All Star Shore, Big Brother, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars, The Challenge USA. Or the traders? Oh, definitely the traders. Definitely, definitely the traders. You think, huh? RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars won. What was the category again? Racing best competition series. Oh, okay, one of those competition okay, series. Uh, let's go on to uh, here's what Jimmy had to think about this. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, what did Jimmy, Jimmy think we about need... all this? 
We need to take a call on this. We're going to make it cool. Got a call. I mean, this is crazy. Jimmy, what are we going to make of this MTV show? MTV show. Well, I think MTV is what it always was. And is completely consistent in quality and intelligence. So, who yeah for them? Oh, so Jimmy's a big fan of the show, Uncle. Of the so they like that. I, I sense sarcasm. I sense sarcasm. <laughs> wow, that's a price. Yeah, me too. And as for Wyona Ryder, I want all my underwear back you stole. <laughs> Who? I know the rider that's stealing from a retail store, right? That incident, yeah. Alrighty then. We didn't even get a comment that close. Woman's a cop, though. There ain't just one store. What are you crazy? She takes everything not nailed down to the floor. I have no response for Jimmy's comments. I have none. Golly. How embarrassing oh, that is. Yeah, where's she been anyway? Where is she been? Oh, yeah, she was on. She's in Stranger Things. Okay, this, so that's why she's. Oh, she was in Stranger Things. That's why you bring it up. That's right. That's right. She is back. Oh. Um, well, I was wondering, now calling back to Stranger Things for a moment, mm-hmm. when do you think that's going to be resuming? Resuming. Is that still going, that show? Or was have, it? Have you watched that show, Jimmy? Have you seen have you Stranger watched Things? That show? Have that been going? I have not. I have not actually turned on my TV in like a couple years. That's good. Yeah, I I saw some of the first season. I got bored with it, so I haven't seen it since then. I was just wondering if it was on a uh, continuing. That's all. According to uh, according to a Netflix press release, Stranger Things is returning to Netflix for a fifth and final series, and uh, not oh, expected yeah, to release it. until at least late 2024. Oh, so that must mean oh, wow. they'll come back, but that year. Yes. Yeah, it's back. Uh, oh, so one more season. One more season to go. Then there you go, Uncle. Excited uh, for what? Uh, um, Could be good. Yeah, I went through that more. Yeah, you've seen all the episodes, huh? I, I, I've, if there's an episode of, an, um, of any kind of shows, I look through them all. In fact, right now I'm in a, I'm in a show watching um, the Shootist. The Shootist. Yeah, that's a show. Um, a series. It's a series. Oh, it's a series. A series. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's getting down to they had to go to Russia. They got to go shooting in Russia, I assume. They're shooting yeah. in Russia? Is that the show? No, I don't know what what this bottom line is going to be. Yeah. You know this one, Jimmy? The Shootist? The only Shootist I know of was made in 1978, which uh, had uh, uh, John Wayne, John Ron McCall, Ron Howard, yeah. Oh. God rest his soul. We could use a lot more men like him around. John Wayne. I know what he's talking about. IMDb says, yeah, IMDb says it was made in 1976. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I knew it was an old movie, but it was John Wayne. It was about a dying gunfighter. He was was sick and he was dying, I think. And uh, 
Yeah, it was like his last, uh, his last uh, hurrahs as a uh, gunfighter. The shooters. Oh yes, I remember it. You know that movie? I think so. I mean, it was in. He was in drinking, and he come back, and had laid in his late. Um, had to come to the lady's house, and had a room. I mean, she was doing rooms, and she was in his. He was in his room. Laying down. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 that's the one. Yeah, I remember that I know, one. Yeah, that's yeah. the last one before he died. The last movie before John Wayne died. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, maybe. It was. It was the last movie. That I do remember. I, I, I've never really seen any of those movies. I, I know uh, that you watch those on, what, BTV? Aren't those? BTV. Uncle's, uncle's yeah. recounting the, uh, the plot in a very interesting way. The guy takes a, a room in a rooming house, according to right. the plot summary, uh, right. with a lady who recognizes him as the gunfighter that he is. He has cancer. Yeah. Goes That's to get a second opinion. Yep, this is exactly what, what Uncle's talking about. So he's definitely yeah. seen this. That's it. That's one. That's what he's saying. Okay. Sounds like. And my recollection, right? she's what like a Quaker and hates violence and all that. Uh, something like that. Yeah. She, she doesn't she's like his kind. Tells his condition. She empathizes. Her son wants to teach him how to use a gun. Yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, Brooks, Brooks tries to tell him that uh, killing is not something he wants to live with. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, all, all this kind of stuff. It's it's pretty extensive plot summary from, uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. supposed yeah. to be, uh, uh, let's see, when does it actually occur? In Carson City in 1901, it's uh, is setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carson City, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nevada, huh? Yeah, yeah. interesting stuff. Huh? Cool. If you want to be a you gotta carry a gun. That's exactly his voice. Don't laugh. That was his voice. Okay. Just what Jimmy was saying. I wouldn't think I got I I just Uh-oh. I can't say that kind of voice though. Of mine. It's a tough voice to do. Tough voice to do for me. I wouldn't think I got that. Bang. Perfect. Cowboys. Uh, Westerns. I got into a lot of them with my other brother-in-law. You'd watch those? I watched most of them. And that was where I watched most of them. They were on the farm. Yeah, I've I've never gotten around to watching many of those movies. I've seen little bits and pieces, I guess. That's it. I mean, that's all we knew. All right, turn on the TV. And there we go, watching them Westerns. (laughs) Classic genre, classic yeah. Hollywood genre. Everybody knows the Western. Yeah. Um, today it's all about Westworld. Yeah, well, I guess so. Oh, it's a Western genre. And shook I'd it up a something. Bit, didn't I have to say something. So you got to say something. So that's what did. That's it. But Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and say something? Yeah, say something. Yes, indeedy. So is this Westworld that you speak of? Are you talking about, wasn't that show where the cowboys were robots? Yes. This is another show that I watched a couple episodes and got bored with. So what you say is true. Other than that, I don't know what happens on it. You get bored on the 
cowboy shows? Yeah, I've got a bad attention span, maybe. I don't know what it is. I just, I oh, watch these that's... shows, I get annoyed by them. I say, be gone, Joe. Uh, I don't know. Something like you would interest in like action movies. Or you don't like action movies. Action movies can be okay. Yeah, they can be. Depends. Yeah. Um, I'm a yeah. harsh critic, Uncle. There's no good reason. It's just how things are. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's how it is. Mm. I don't uh, know if, it's, if I'm good, if I'm bad for doing that. It's just that's just how things go. I also get uh, bored with things. Well, I can see that in some things. It's boring. All right, well, let's get those uh, calls ringing, there, Jim. I mean, uh, Chuck. Get call, those calls. Call, call in, everybody. 319 527 5016. Also, uh, you know, Skype uh, Charles Dodicelli. Send Chuck a message at Charles Dodicelli. He will bring you on the show. Absolutely. We've got about 20 minutes left of the live show, so, you know, you got time to call <laughs> in and uh, join into the discussion tonight. But it, it's a weird night. It, it, it seems like, you know, I mean, glad Jimmy called in. But it uh, seems like a lot of other people don't have a, ch- a chance to grab their phones right now. I don't know. You know, was what's going on? I heard there's a race going on. A race? Is it Formula One? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, there was a race going on, and and they had the horses. Yeah, they had the so, Kentucky Derby. So they might be looking at them. Maybe. That could be. Oh, maybe they're watching that. That idiot king get his crown. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that might be. I can understand. Is that, that still going on? The, the the coronation? I thought that was done oh, yeah, like two days too. ago. That, that happened on Saturday. Yeah, that, happened, okay. on that happened on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that happened there too. Mm-hmm. That's Saturday. You know? well, I'm sure there's festivities. There's always got to be festivities. Oh yeah, and yeah. Coverage after it. Yeah, recap. Yeah. Who who wore what dress? Uh, yeah. Why wasn't so and so there? Why did Caddy Perry show up drunk as a skunk? <laughs> Why is Joe Biden and her granddaughter dressed in the Ukrainian flag colors? <laughs> I, yeah. His wife went to it, but yeah. he was busy. Oh, she was there at the coronation? Yeah, Joe, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden. and uh, Biden. Joe yeah. Biden. Okay. She was, she was. Mm-hmm. Okay. But not him. Right. Y- you know... Uh, so Flotus was in a tent. Flotus, yes. <laughs> I, you got to use every chance you get to use the word Flotus, Uncle. Flotus, what, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know what it means. Well, it's don't not unlike mind. POTUS. Also, let's not forget SCOTUS. I thought that's what you got from the hookers over in the... Uh, never mind, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know it does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, Family show, my fault, sorry. Why people we have not seen the... Um, <laughs> The restaurant yet. Oh, Gerald Sanders. Oh, Gerald we have Sanders. still not gotten to the all-you-can-eat shrimp? Nobody's not gone? Yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, oh God. dying to go, though. But I don't know when we're going to go. We are dying. We will. We will get out. I promise we'll get out there. I want to make it a full video experience. I want to film us going out there, make a little video out of it, post it. Oh. Um, I, I really do want to do that. So, so we will. It's just a matter of time. You guys are going to force go. Graves to call in and start screaming Leatherface again. I mean, come on. I'm going to say Leatherface. Yeah. Where's Creative Accidents tonight, by the way? 
He wasn't here? Um, I don't know where. He's I think he might have had a busy weekend. He posted uh, something okay. about like a vintage car meetup recently. I know that sometimes like he'll he'll do he'll have some things going on and he can't make it. It's right. not often. Right. Every every now and then he'll get something caught up with something. So I'm sure something is occurring. Oh, so that means he's not on here. No, like, not tonight. He's not here tonight. I don't know who's in the clack room. <laughs> That's your side. There's some action in the Ocelli chat room. There's no action in the live stream chats from YouTube or Twitch or any of that. Um, but Ocelli, there's a little bit going on over there. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a take it easy kind of weekend. I think it's also. a slow weekend. Yeah, definitely. It's a slow weekend, right? It is. For some reason. I don't know why that is, but I definitely have gotten that feeling all weekend. So we're still here. It's not over yet. So we're still taking yeah. it easy. What can you say? Oh, whatever. It's fine. I kind of like it. I kind of like this, Uncle. What? Having no, no one talking? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because they talk at talk you off, and when you're trying to listen, <laughs> yeah, I see that. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, I, I was half tempted to fire up a video game now and and just play a game for the rest of the thing, but huh? I I don't think the um I don't know that I don't think we get the sound piping over to I don't know if that matters, but we'll we'll save that for our vintage gaming streams. We won't mm. make that this into that. We'll just tease the uh, stream. For listeners here at Uncle the Podcast, and be like, "Hey, better stay tuned to the YouTube or the Twitter or the Twitch or whatever if it is." If they watch it, so when are you going to do another uh, game game day? Uh, maybe next weekend. I mean, uh, it's going to be on a weekend if we do it. We we did yesterday on Saturday. It'll be either next Saturday or Sunday. Mm. Like maybe Sunday before we do this show. I like doing it that way too. Either that or Sunday in the day or evenings, sometime during the weekend. It might be a good lead-in. Yeah, it might be a good lead-in. Get people going to the game game thing and then come to the live show. Talk about it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I might do. So what if I we do. maybe we'll start making that like a regular scheduled thing with a time and all that. But right now it's just whenever we can. Honestly, is when we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. When we get the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I'm gonna like to go back to that kick guy. <laughs> Like the practice of kicking. Oh yeah, the double that, dragon. Yeah. Double dragon. We could play that again. We were what we did double dragon one. We started double yeah. dragon two. Maybe we could play two again. And then there's a third one, and probably some other ones. Well, what version of double dragon were you trying to play? The the, the, the NES version or the arcade yes. or yeah, oh, not okay. not the arcade. It was Nintendo, okay. the original Nintendo, okay. and then the sequel on Nintendo, Double Dragon Two. The Revenge. Yeah, see, the first one was rough because the first one, I think you could only have one player at a time on, on the original one, right? On the Nintendo. Right. right. You got it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. the second one, you could have two players, but it was like really hard to get like up the ladders and stuff. It was like, I don't, I remember that being a problem. It was like you couldn't climb up. And, uh, Uncle had some difficulties in, with that. Yes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It, it, it takes some finesse and, it takes like kind of a seasoned gamer to pull that off. Which the whole thing with Uncle is he's he's a beginner, and I'm introducing these games to him. So that was a bit of a stumbling block on Double Dragon Two. I, I haven't played that stuff since I'm like a teenager, but I remember that like yelling at the thing, like I, damn it, I can't stand it. Because I played it in the arcade, and in the arcade, it's smooth, it's easy. You know what I mean? You, you can climb up stuff. You get the bat real easy. You can get a, a bat and a knife. You can only stab somebody so many times with the knife, and then the knife disappears. <laughs> right. Then you get the hammer. 
Oh, they have a hammer? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. A okay. there's, there's a, a bat. There's a bat. The bat. Wait a minute. Okay. I remember the bat. bat. Yeah, there's a bat. What's that we playing the hammer with? Uh, I oh, was, that was Donkey Kong. Oh, that was Donkey Kong. That's uh, I'm, see, I'm off. I got see, you. That's how I'm in the games. Double Dragon is crazy though, because you just you're just wandering around and like just street gangs come out of garages and and come to attack you while yeah, you're just yeah, walking down the street, yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I love that game. I really like the Nintendo version. It's the one that I'm used to. I never, I don't think I ever actually played the arcade. I've seen video. Of oh, it. you missed out. The arcade version was really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's better. I mean, typically it is, but that makes me not hate the Nintendo version, I, I, which I probably would have you if probably I played would. the arcade version. Like, I'll tell you something else. You, you know those one on, like, the, the popularity of the, uh, like, Mortal Kombat type games? Yes. Right? And then they came up with the uh, the 360, you know, you get, get all angles, like a 3D sort of effect uh, with, like, toe ball, and um, oh, I'm trying to think of what the popular one was. But they, they had a bunch of them uh, where, where you had, you know, the 3D effect where it would actually turn all the way around. You had a 3D camera hmm, effect. Okay. Stuff like that. Well, in the arcade, before they went to the 3D effect thing with, uh, oh, man, I can't remember the name of this stupid game now. But it, but it was just the one-on-one battle games. Well, anyway, one of the least popular but one of the best ones, like as far as incentives and getting you to, to do stuff, was a game called Pit Fighter. And Pit Fighter was like a real street fight kind of thing. And at the end, you won money if you won. <laughs> oh. Money? Okay. Yeah, you'd win money in each fight. And if you got enough money, you could keep going. Hmm. Oh. Okay. But uh, the other ones, you know, were based on, oh, you got the crazy, you know, ninjas that come back from the dead and all this other, you know, craziness. And then you had, the, you know, Street Fighter. It's a big world fighting tournament. But this thing was just, you know, it's a street fight. That's it. And... um Literally, like you get thrown into the crowd, and the crowd would knock you around, and you get thrown back out into the <laughs> into the fight and everything. Uh, in Pit Fighter, Pit Fighter was uh, was very cool, but I, I never saw a good version of it for the home game. So it was only a, a really good arcade game. Hmm. That sounds familiar. I don't remember playing that there either. Yeah. Jimmy, I, do you do you Tekken? Tekken, that? that was the Warrior Tekken Warriors, the Tekken okay. games where you had the three hundred and sixty okay. degree turns. And I just remembered it. Okay. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was your firm two dimensional. Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, those are your firm two dimensionals, and then Tekken became the the big uh, three dimensional. Yes, I do remember seeing that in the in the um, arcades. That one. Yeah. yeah. At that point, I was kind of disengaged with those games. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, super, I, I remember seeing it. Super popular early PlayStation, like PlayStation One games, uh, like Tekken was a huge game for that and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, I recall that. Yeah, we're getting to get back into those things. I'm yeah, the can, uh, I guess. See, I would, the, I would love to see Uncle play Tekken because that is just you. You just it, sometimes you could just mash buttons and create weird <laughs> combinations. Yeah, sure. And I'm thinking he could mash buttons and do freaky, crazy things, and he would love it. Can you get um, that? Can you get that? But, on yeah, I don't have one of those. Like, uh, I wish I had one of those emulator things that does the arcade games because there's so many arcade games I do mm -hmm. like. The one I have can do Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, and some of the. Uh, I think they're all home consoles. Is what they are. Not, mm -hmm. None of them are the arcade ones. I know. They make those? Yeah, but Tekken was also a PlayStation, a popular PlayStation game. So if you had a PS1 emulator, 
Okay. Yeah, it, it would work. Can it do... I, the thing we have, I can't remember if it does PlayStation 1. It might do 1, but it doesn't know anything beyond that. I can't remember. Maybe it does that. i have to take a look. Well, it, it would have a lot of those crossover games from the arcade. Like I said, those those odd, like, chunky graphic things where, you know, everybody's made up of the square... You know, polygons, I mean, yeah. Yeah, the polygons, like the the weird sort of like uh like in the Final Fantasy game where the guy's got, you know, the sword <laughs> that's eighteen times uh, his size and all that, right? No, no, no. The big yeah. what do they call it, a buster sword or something? I, I, I don't remember the name, but yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. The early CG. You're talking about early CG yeah. graphics, yeah. It's that they're they look quite ridiculous now. They looked cool at the time. Right. They look ridiculous now. <laughs> But uh, it's it's interesting. It's it's an interesting aesthetic, actually. That it's uh, it's kind of a fun aesthetic. It's 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 definitely vintage now, to to oh, yeah. say the least. Well, I'm just saying, I think Uncle would really dig like the combat games like that because there's so mm. many weird things that can happen during those things. Like you get, you create a special move, and like you know the guy spins around and does you know <laughs> a completely impossible weird corkscrew <laughs> kick. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think Uncle would accidentally discover special moves on tech and yeah, stuff. It would sure, just be yeah, like probably. really cool. <laughs> it was working out a little bit like that with NBA Jam. You're making some long shots, Uncle. You're oh, making like yeah. full, full court. Like a I mean, it was. I was uh, watching. I was doing this Jam basketball game, and every time I got to that spot uh, on the court, I shot it in. It went in. It went in. I think it was more of a four-pointer than a three-pointer. <laughs> now, wait a minute. How distance is a three to a four? It was a long shot. That was we a long it. shot. I didn't hear that other guy say, what was he saying? Well, Uncle, you know the you know the famous double dribble glitch, right, in Nintendo, yeah. in, in the original yeah. Nintendo system? Yeah. The famous double dribble glitch. Do you know what I'm talking about, Aaron? I know the game, but I don't know what the glitch is. What was the glitch in that game? The glitch is that you impossibly shoot from the far corner on the uh, on the right hand side of the screen. You go all the way to the to the corner of the uh, the out of bounds line, and you shoot away from, like as if you're trying to throw it into the crowd. Uh-huh. And you fire it up, and it automatically goes in three-point shot from the corner. Aha, uh-huh, I see. I uh-huh. see. It is a glitch. It's a total glitch. It's like it makes no sense at all, but I, I've watched people <laughs> use it over the years. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm throwing it here, and it's going that way. Yeah. yeah going the opposite direction. It's like you hey, can't hey. miss. You can't miss. If you go all the way to the corner, and you, t- you try to do the jump shot and throw it into the crowd, it just... Flies over and drops into the bucket. Three point shot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at him, man. It's going that way. Now, I know we could get that game on this system we have, Uncle. We you can? Get, we could get double dribble if we so desire, yeah. Okay, let's work on that. Yeah, I then. can find that one, I'm sure. Yo. I'll log in one game at a time and see if we could get on some of these. I would like um, to. I mean, new ones. We brought up Street Fighter and all that. I would like to yeah, do a Street day Fighter. where we just play Street Fighter, maybe. Because that Street one, Fighter too? Two, that's we got that one, too? I do have that. Yeah, I have a oh, couple we can? versions of that. Okay, we, we can put that on. We should, make a, we should make a whole show out of that, I feel like. Because uh, I think, again, if we do a versus battle, you can kind of get a feel for mashing the buttons and come up with something. It could be I good. need to play the buttons. My problem is the button contacts on these things, on these games. Tough. If I gotta find out if it's a Y or if it's a B, mm-hmm. 
or uh, what was the other? A or B? Yeah. A or B? They're all labeled. They uh, were labeled with A and B, and 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 Y and. Yeah. B. The the thing is, you have to get to the point where it's second nature, and you're not even thinking about what the button is. That's well, the trick to the games, Uncle. We have to get to that point. I haven't got to that point. But you know, we're, we're working our way up there. Another fun one in those old NES games, sports games, is a, they made a soccer game, and I don't remember the name of it, but I think it was like World Cup soccer or something, where these little square-headed, like Frankenstein-looking soccer players. I know the one you're talking about, yeah. I and know the one you're talking about, yeah. You can just horribly, terribly beat up the other player and, and yeah, knock him down and stuff, and you don't even get any penalty or anything. It's so funny. It's like just beat up the other team. <laughs> Like that is a that is a fun game. Yeah, it looks like River City Ransom. I think it's got the same graphics as it. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, these weird blockheads. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I I remember we had that game. That's a fun game. Yeah, that is. I want to say that's one of the later Nintendo games too. So I the graphics it, are. Yeah, I think cool. at one point they started making it and and put it into one of those double games. Remember they had the double games. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. they put that with volleyball, which was another, yes. thing. Now, I don't know, volleyball yes. was a little hard to navigate, but if Uncle could master volleyball, that is hilarious to try and play <laughs> that game too. That's another yeah. one. Yeah. I'm playing volleyball. And they had yeah. the square headed guys mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember what game developer it was. I want to say Capcom, but I think that's wrong. I forget. It's it's a particular developer that that's like their graphical style. Yeah, they no, always Capcom, have characters that look like that. In yeah, the games. Capcom's more like the um, uh, uh, Kung Fu and um, uh, what is it? Um, they did they they own Street Fighter too. So when that came along, that was their property. Yeah, and they have a bunch of stuff. Contra. Like, oh, Mega Man, Mega Man, Mega Man was one. Capcom, yeah, Mega Man. They have that. They have yeah. a lot of big ones. I, I can't recall any else. At, at the Another moment. one that might be fun for him is Bomberman. Oh um, yeah, yeah, we do need to play that. That's a fun game, Uncle. Is that you got that too? Yes, I do. I do have. Oh, a right, let's get these games for the whenever we get on again. Put on the, uh, the tune thing. Well, that'll be uh, whenever Bomberman. we do that. Remember that to do that because because we we all play on. Hi, right, Jimmy. You okay, Jimmy? You want to speak? Yeah. Oh, what do you I think? Of- Suggestion on PS One. I remember a game. Uh-huh. Uh, you like my, uh, Mortal Kombat? You gotta play that X Men Academy where you could mm. be any of them and fight each other. Oh, cool! Oh, you That's know what's another fun. great? Another- I, I always used to be the guy that could shoot electricity out of his hands and always win. I'll tell you one game that I that I played, which frustrated the crap out of me with the codes you had to enter. But uh, I loved the game was Ring King, another one, another sports game on Nintendo. Uh, Ring King, where you build up a little boxer. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That would be hilarious, Uncle Boxing. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's Punch Out, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I love that game too. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I really enjoyed that though with my. Oh, don't let them cheat you, Uncle. They started your show ten minutes late. Very, very oh, we did. Oh, okay. No, we didn't. <laughs> very, very short sweet. run. I was no. gonna say. I thought. I thought it was shout out time. Even it is. It is. But very, very, oh. very short run. Okay. You know. You know what you should look for too is uh, uh, Buster Douglas's Punch Out, which they made for like six months. 
I remember that. I think yeah. that was a Genesis one. I think that was Sega Genesis. I, I recall that, yeah. Okay, now he got things in his mind. Got yeah. things in his head. So he's got that to do on his... Genesis and Evander Holyfield's thing. But the, no, but Buster Douglas's punch-out was Nintendo. But, but, uh, Evander Holyfield's was on uh, Genesis, and there was a cheat code on that. You just enter the name Beast into uh, into the guy's boxer's name. When you train a boxer, he turns green, and all of his powers are loaded up. Yeah, I remember that from uh, Sega keep, Genesis. Keep talking, man. Keep talking, uh <laughs> Chuck, to keep him thinking that 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 with more stuff he has to think or put into the, the machine. I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving him a whole bunch of different things to do. But it is shout out time, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah let's let's go. I mean, get the Jimmy, shout out. You got the shout out. Where you got Jimmy? Uh, shout out to all the the gamers out there. And, uh, good luck. And Godspeed. Thank you, Jimmy. It was great to talk to you as always, man. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Easy. And then, uh, Uncle, do you have a shout out? To everybody that is listening. And, and, uh, and who called? Callers, listeners, listeners to our radio network, people who have our live stream and mm-hmm. watch the the uh, gaming streams on our oh, YouTube yeah. and our Twitter. Yeah, that too. Uh, thank you, everybody, for that. And I'll shout out Particle Ion, who I had on the first hour, my old collaborator from Chance Alchemy. Good to talk to him again. Um, Uncle's Twitter and Instagram is at Uncle Podcast. If you want to find the YouTube and the other streams, they're at our website, UncleThePodcast.com. You can find all the links there. Our games are there, too. Our games are there. Yeah, so, just follow the YouTube. It, um, it, it saves all the old videos, so you can go back and watch them. If you yeah. didn't check it out, you can go back and watch it. Maybe you'll enjoy going back and watching it and tune in live right. for the next one. <laughs> but that'll do it for this week. Uh, Uncle, why don't you bring us on? There's our show, 297. Bye-bye. Oh, Jack.